Please listen carefully. And now, live from the Zudio in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys flapping gums and being chums, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast is one of my favorite segments we do every month. It is called Nerd Alert. Extra, extra, read all about it. Nerd Alerts. This is where Mikey does all the heavy lifting and I just react crack-wise and kick my feet up. Yep, and this is where I admit I, I spend way too much time on the internet, but this is where, this is our chance to... I gather some of the nerd pop culture headlines, and yeah. we sit and chat about them and assume our positions. Yes. Nerd news, geek news, newsy news. I shouldn't say geek news, because everyone thinks geek means electronics and like computers. And, you and, know. and geek seems to still have that negative connotation like dweeb or poindexter, whereas nerd is like now a badge. Mm-hmm. Geek squad. That's why I think the geek has become... There you go. Oh, I can fix a computer. <laughs> And push up your glasses yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I get you. Uh, but in usual Nerd Alerts fashion, we're starting off with trailer talk. Oh, trailer talk. Uh, most of them came out, like I said, last episode. You can go check that out. Do uh, we need to make stingers? Like, trailer talk. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> then we turn into a radio show, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a slippery slope. We have to use Spanish flea for everything, though. There you go. Trailer talk. Trailer talk. <laughs> but that's what this is. The good news is there's only a couple to talk about. So mm-hmm. uh, the first one being Harry Potter is back. There is now a new trailer out for Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore. The Secret of Dumbledore. Immediate hot takes off the dome. Harry okay. Potter more? Yes? Yay? Nay? Okay, here's a true confession. Go for it. This is like, like I, I don't get the punch card for this. I was pretty much done with Harry Potter once the last Harry Potter movie came out, and I have not seen a single Fantastic Beast movie. I think that's valid because they've done a few. There's a few like offshoots from Harry Potter uh-huh. outside of the books, movies, the I guess the OG trilogy or Septilogy or whatever you want to call it. So I don't think you're alone in that. But yeah, I haven't seen a single one of them. You haven't I'm... seen the first Fantastic? Beast. No, I haven't seen any of them. Okay, well then I was just like I was like okay, I just. Wasn't I was interested in the the kid who survived there and you go. he who should not be named and that was wrapped up in a nice bow. Yep. And they're like they're like, You like Harry Potter? Yes. You want some more Harry Potter? Sure. Where's Harry Potter? He's not here. Fair enough. So it's like, well, this is not Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, it's in the world and I know people love the world and but I mean, yeah, I guess. Sure. And that's it. Like, I won't whip your butt too much about the trailer, but like the whole point of Fantastic Beast that I that intrigues me and what I kind of liked about the Harry Potter books and movies, I did enjoy the parts where they went outside of the school and you got to see sort of where the muggle world butts up against the wizard world. Mm-hmm. I, I like that conflict. It's kind of like X-Men, mutants versus society mm-hmm. versus normies, you know? Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're digging into that more. The funniest part to me, though, and I'll, because you haven't seen Fantastic Beast, you may not have seen this meme, but... So Jude Law is the star of the last two movies. Yeah. 
He plays he, Albus Dumbledore. Young Dumbledore. I'm aware of of everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not interested in watching it for a couple hours. So what do you think about this, though? So Jude Law is young Dumbledore. Yeah. But if you look at the nerd timeline, if you go check the chronology, this is like 15 years before the Harry Potter movie. So we go from Jude Law to movie Al- Albus Dumbledore and Harry Potter, and that's like maybe 10 years. What? Really? I thought it was like set around like 1900 or something like that. Mm-mm. No, it's actually a really short timeline. When is it supposed to be set, the Fantastic Beast movies? Uh, at, at, at most 20 years before we get to Harry Potter showing up and being the kid who lived. It's in, it's, so it's in the, the, like the 50s? Yes. Oh, I thought it was like in like the 20s or... Tens or and you would assume that nineteen hundred, but, but that's my favorite meme. Like somebody posted uh, Jude Law next to Albus Dumbledore in the movies, and they're like, "This is a uh, fifteen years apart." Like, what happened to this dude? Well, really? Wow, I didn't even think about that because, yeah, that's the funny thing too is that I mean, Harry Potter is supposed to be set in the nineties, yes. technically. Mm-hmm. So Harry Potter's like my age. Harry Potter was born in the seventies. Oh, Harry Potter's a Gen Xer. So basically. <laughs> I think that, that explains know. the angst and the rebelling against authority. Yeah, yeah, uh, because there's the they're supposed to have happened at the time the books were written, mm-hmm. and people didn't realize that those books were written way before they got over here. No, that's true. So yeah, uh, the main highlight for me is there was some controversy with the first movie. So Grindelwald, you know that name from mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. mentioned in the mm-hmm. in the Deathly Hallows books, I think. He was played by Johnny Depp in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of news and outside personal things, that's no longer the case. Mm. And it's now Mads Mikkelsen, mm. which for me makes me fully on board. Yeah. As an evil wizard that's playing like the Magneto, the Thanos, the I know my cause is right, even though I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I love me Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. So to see him as the bad guy, that just amps up my level. Because I, like, I enjoyed the first one, but you can take it or leave it. I'm super psyched for this second one. It's really interesting that, I mean, from what I can tell, you tell me because I haven't watched them, <laughs> but it started off as supposed to be the story of the guy who wrote the Fantastic Beast book. Yes. And then it kind of got hijacked by, like, story of young Dumbledore, basically. Yeah, it's it's the guy that wrote the book, the Scarmander, played by Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. But he he comes across Dumbledore, and of course Dumbledore steals the show. You're yeah. right. Yeah, it's very interesting how they kind of like they kind of mm-hmm. slid that one in there. Yeah, I'm it's fine. It is weird that that time thing. I wonder, I wonder if they're gonna pull like a Emperor Palpatine and have him like get old by having his powers drained or oh something that. that but that's totally valid. Like yeah. as far as like magic rules and world go yeah oh that would explain it maybe perhaps i don't know that is weird though but yeah i'm interested in the world of harry potter more i know that in the fantastic beast he comes to like america Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but i i'm more interested in if they did like a school kid version america or something do what the British do. They always do with British shows. They like take a good British show and bring it over here and make an American version of it. Maybe, but this is still decidedly British. Like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, so. I'm just interested as what the other countries' wizards are doing. At you and me both, because that's that's what I was saying earlier. I like when the wizarding world clashes with the normal world that we mm. know, and it seems like we're going to get a whole bunch of that with the second one. So. Mm. But like I said, Mad Mickelson is returning, Eddie Redmayne, uh, Jude Law as Dumbledore. 
it looks like they're scaling up. There might be power stealing, like you're talking about with Dumbledore, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm, I'm excited. For yeah, it. the trailer looked good. It's kind of looked like something I actually want to see now, which makes me want to probably have to go back and watch. Do we have to watch the other ones, I think? Probably. Just for the world yeah, building. and Because I don't think there's... I'd have to double check this. I don't think there's been books released. Like, this is purely oh, film-based so. as yeah, far yeah, as Harry yeah, Potter yeah, goes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like the trail, but you know, movie trailers, right? Yes. You all. It, I, when is the last time you saw a trailer that you're like, "This looks"? Bleh. I mean, very rarely. They <laughs> but always make it look interesting. There is some stand-up comic. I wish I could pull the name, but maybe it's Dane Cook. I don't know how old this goes, but you're watching movie trailers. You're like, "Thumbs up, yeah, I'll see it," or "No, thumbs down, That's definitely true. not for That's me." True. But it is like it's binary. It's yeah. one or the other. You're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I'm on board," or "Oh yeah, no." Yeah. So, thumbs up for me. Oh, yeah, I'm on board for this one. Yeah, it looks good. looks like it might be cool. But the second trailer is sillier, and this may be for me, but uh, we're going to have a... I'm going to tangent while we talk about it and see if I can get Kevin on board, but (laughs) there is a trailer for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. (laughs) Did you ever watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the cartoon? It was a little kitty at the time it was out. Okay. But I, I say that, and I was watching Gummy Bears, <laughs> okay, which, so was, which was plenty kitty by the time I was out. I've seen it. I'm aware of it. I know it was it was part of that whole block where wasn't Ducktales in there and stuff Ducktales, like that. Ducktales, yep. Yeah, you know that's kind of like that's kind of like a generational dividing line where we hit on mm-hmm. the pod here because the millennials, you guys yes. over there, that's me. If you if you go Ducktales, a woo. They'll always do that. Gen Xers, if you do that, they'll be like, what? What? Ducktails? Yeah, they have tails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about that hairstyle? What? Do you mm. like Flock of Seagulls? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's it's a very dividing line. But, I mean, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of, like, the Ducktails. I'm aware of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I watch Gummy Bears, I guess, because I play Dungeons & Dragons a lot. That was my tangent question. Like, what was your Saturday morning cartoon that you followed, like, growing up? Because for me, it was Chippendale, it was Tailspin, it was mm. DuckTales, it was... Tailspin was another one of those Teenage Mutant was, Ninja Turtles, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, see, that's... And that's very... You're that's defining yourself yeah. as a millennial with those ones, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I was like... And I don't know if this was all... This was really Saturday morning. I think this was weekday stuff, but, you know, I'm the G.I. Joe, He-Man... There you go. You know, generation of... Of kid Saturday morning cartoons. What the heck was on Saturday morning? That was stuff like the Hanna Barbera stuff, the like, like wacky races and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> and you know, and like the the Ghostbusters cartoon. I remember, I know that there whole controversy go. between Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters <laughs> and that kind of stuff, and you know, Scooby Doo and things like. Even though that was a little bit, a little bit tiny bit before me, but they showed that stuff Saturday mornings. There you go in that block, but yeah. I mostly remember the serial commercials more than anything else, you know. But I'm I'm glad you do have love for gummy bears because that's where our Venn diagram of yeah. generational definition overlaps. I Absolutely. can sing the whole song. That was a show I, I should not have been watching, but it was great. But yeah, I re- just it was funny. Okie dokie dokie. I mean, hilarious. And so that's why I bring this up because Chippendale falls into that same category. I would say it's the same caliber as Gummy Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been around forever, and there's a trailer. Like, the movie's coming back. It's going to be directed by Akiva Shafir, 
who is part of the Lonely Island group you might remember from Saturday oh, Night Live. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Exactly. Those guys are great. Yeah. I'm on a boat. I threw right. it on the ground. But if you go... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But if you go look at Akiva's track record and Lonely Island's track record, they have a huge body of work now. Yeah, it's yeah. now not just silliness. They've come up in the industry. Mm-hmm. And you can tell by this trailer that they're sort of doing their same thing where they lampoon funny things, but really cleverly and really smartly and with a lot of care and love. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're doing this to Chippendale because this is not a, just an animated movie for kids. Like, it's super meta. Mm-hmm. There's 2D versus 3D animation, but it's also in the real world kind of like Roger Rabbit. Yep. But they're commenting on all of it. Yep. Like, Chippendale, Chip, I, I don't... I. I probably going to get their names wrong but chip is 2d and dale is now 3d because he said oh yeah i got the cgi surgery you're you're correct and and the thing is i was a big disney channel kid yes so i used to watch the og chippendale cartoons that they used to show on there absolutely and so you're correct the the way to remember chip versus dale is that chip has the black nose like a chocolate chip oh there you go yeah and dale has the red nose but Dale's the Hawaiian shirt, like loosey yeah. goosey. That's yeah. the that's what I associate with the name Dale. Like He's, Chip is a go getter, yeah. and Dale's like the let's take it easy. I always use the chocolate chip thing to remember when I was a kid. That's super nerdy, and I love it. <laughs> but this time, Chip and Dale are going to be played by John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Speaking of Lonely Island, know, Andy right. Samberg is there too. But there's so many names in here. It's not only them. It's Will Arnett. It's Flula Borg. It's Eric Bana. It's Keegan Michael Key. Tress McNeil, a voice actor actress we know from a whole bunch of things. J.K. Simmons, Seth Rogen, Chris Parnell. I mean, like, yeah. so many people are involved in this. I'm like, after watching this trailer, even though I'm not like an OG, like millennial, like I'm on board. I mean, just you show me um, Paul Abdul and MC Scat Cat. They showed up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm there because that was, you know, I was the right age for that. Opposite, that was, opposites attract, yeah. absolutely. And you know, <laughs> it ain't nothing but a natural thing. <laughs> we go together, <laughs> attract. Yeah. yeah, MC was it Scat Cat? Cool MC Cat. Scat Cat. Yeah, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he shows up in the trailer. That's great, man. But if they're pulling those kind of references, yeah. I don't think this is going to be like a Space Jam just cash in. I don't think this is going to be an Alvin and the Chipmunks like rehash. I think this is going to be actually like clever for everybody. Yeah, it looks like they're kind of making fun of the Alvin and the Chipmunks with the, the 3D surgery or whatever exactly. that Dale had. Yeah. Oh, and even they go one further at the end of the trailer. Seth Rogen shows up and he looks like <laughs> yeah. he looks like a Beowulf character. And we've talked about this on the yeah. podcast but they start making fun of him for the Uncanny Valley yeah, stuff. Yeah. Be like, are you looking at me? Because your eyes look like they're looking over there. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm looking at you. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I know. It, I, I'm on board. It looks really funny, even though it's not in my world, wheelhouse 100%. I think it's in my wheelhouse enough. There you go. And I was a Chippendale fan. Like I said, I really like the original Chippendale mm-hmm. stuff to the point that I remember... At one point, I don't know if my dad got it for me on a trip or whatever, but I had, like, the stuffed animals of Chippendale. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, they've been around forever. Because Rescue Rangers was, the like, the cartoon that was my generation, but Chippendale goes back to Hanna-Barbera days. So, so Chippendale goes back to the 40s, I think. I would believe it. That Hanna-Barbera days is, like, the 50s and 60s. So this, that's old-school Disney stuff. Those are the Disney before-the-movie shorts. Yes. They used to play. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Um, internet complaint that I saw was that uh, there's a lack of gadget in this movie. Who is the female counterpoint in the Rescue well, Rangers? They're going to rescue her. That's that's what I'm saying. So yeah. people that are mad that you don't see in the trailer, it's because she's going to be in this late second act, early third act as like either the MacGuffin or the yeah. the Deus Ex Machina, where she yeah. comes and helps out. Totally. Uh, but that's coming exclusively to Disney Plus. Like no theatrical oh. release coming in May. Oof. Just dropping i already got that so i'm 100 percent on board see you can watch it on a saturday yeah saturday morning why not <laughs> right get your uh two sugary cereal <laughs> get your cookie crisp out oh for me it's it's a couple eggo waffles with extra okay. syrup oh yeah? yeah yeah that's yeah that was my saturday morning cartoon breakfast yeah pop tarts there you go or like i said cookie crisp was a big player for me back <laughs> in the day cookie yeah crisp. and then there was also one that was like was there a donut related cereal at some point? Oh, the uh, uh, yeah, I can't pull the name. It's yeah. something O's, but yeah. yeah, maybe it was just Frosted Cheerios. No, but I think those are new. No, they were marketed. There so, were some donut O's in there, absolutely. Yeah, something like that, and then anything that was like branded, yes. like like the Ghostbusters cereal or like C three POs. I mean, I had so many boxes that if I kept. I could sell them to people, but of course you just threw them away because it was like, you know, 1983. If you had kept a sealed box or two, you could yeah. make a killing on but eBay right now. Who would do that? That'd be stupid. No, there's people that it, I know. Stupid, but, yes, but yes. But as a person back, who lived back then, you didn't know. You didn't have that foresight. Oh yeah, in the future there's going to be this thing called eBay, and nerds yeah. will pay fifty dollars <laughs> yeah. for a box of cereal. Yeah. No. Uh-oh. I do have to admit that I've gone searching for Crystal Pepsi, but that's way too expensive. Crystal Pepsi, wow. That's out of my budget. But oh. it exists on eBay, so mm-hmm. who knows? But to continue the animation news, we talked about this last time on Nerd Alerts, uh, Futurama is coming back. That's what we mentioned last time, mm-hmm. but there was one sort of catch in that John DiMaggio, the voice of Bender, wasn't involved. Yes. And the internet shook its fist at the sky and said, why isn't John DiMaggio involved? And it had its own hashtag, hashtag Bendergate. Like, what's going on? Bendergate. Uh, it turns out it was a money dispute, but not necessarily, it wasn't John DiMaggio throwing his his Bender weight around saying, give me more money because I'm now more famous. It was a chance for him to take a stand and say, hey, voice actors sort of get the short end of the stick sometimes, so maybe let's let's revisit that. But... Uh, they've reached an agreement. There is more money for John DiMaggio and, uh, at least reported, more money for all the voice actors involved oh. up in the budget a little so bit. So is he taking a stand for the whole group then? Yes. Ah. Voice actors in general. Nice. But he did confirm it on Twitter that he is back, and he ended his tweet with, I'm back, baby. Bite my shiny metal. Boop. <laughs> And everybody that's also on that cast retweeted it and supported it, so it seems like it's Futurama back with a full happy family. Well, that's a good way to throw your weight around, for sure. That's what we like here at the Assuming Positions podcast. You lift all the boats with the tide, the that's rising it. tide. That's it. Send the elevator back down for your friends. Yeah. Like that type of stuff. Yeah, indeed. And if you got, I mean, we I talked about this last time. I don't want to be too redundant, but John DiMaggio now has a, a sheet of work that's entire like it's a scroll length like yes. it, I, I could roll it out in my apartment of all the things he's done mm-hmm. so for somebody like that to take a stand for himself and for the people he's working with super cool mm-hmm. and he uh, he does a voice on disenchantment too right he does king zog yeah so Hong I, Kong. Uh, yeah so, <laughs> so it's not like he isn't already working 
in that with that company exactly you know so i it, i it was weird to me when that news came out last month and you told me that because mm-hmm. i was like well he's already doing stuff with them so what's the glitch here and i wonder if the glitch was he got wind or saw and he's sitting there going like okay i get paid this much for disenchantment and then over here you're saying this exactly and then he's like how much did they offer you guys for and then he's like mm, hey no, that's good. Yeah. Especially since we've, um, I'm going to say made friends because as so many people just <laughs> interview someone on their show and then say that they're their friend. That so happens, yeah. We've made friends with a lot of voice actors, many, many voice actors doing this podcast. Through Anime Dallas, yeah. yep, all that stuff. And they're all great folks to every one of them, so they deserve all they can get. They work hard at that. People don't see it. They hear it, but they don't see it. So I think that's part of the thing that doesn't get that respect because people don't see it. Exactly. And in a nice way, there is a at least a complaint. I I don't know if complaint might be a strong word, but like, hey, we do all this work, but it is like less than a Hollywood actor or a live action actor. Mm -hmm. But it really shouldn't be. Should not be. So absolutely. And so now John DiMaggio is now carrying the torch for those kind of people. Huzzah! Huzzah! Honk, honk! Also watch Disenchantment on Netflix. Yeah. John DiMaggio property that's just came back and is amazing. But speaking of Disney Plus, speaking of Marvel, there's news in the headlines that all the Netflix Marvel shows that were sort of the precursor to the MCU, mm-hmm. Netflix is letting them go. And everybody thought, oh no, they're going away forever. Like they expire. We can never watch them again. Mm-hmm. But they're joining their Marvel family over at Disney Plus. Oh, like the Daredevil show and Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh-huh. The Defenders, which includes Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Punisher, Mar- Marvel's Agents of Shield. Oh, Agents of Shield! All those shows are now finding a home at Disney mm. Plus because apparently there's a rights change drop switch off uh, that's occurring in February, mm. and Disney is now picking them up. Interesting. Might be a time to revisit Agents of Shield to see if I can. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a thing that I started watching, but then kind of fell off because it was on regular TV. I was going to say, It's hard to watch stuff on regular TV sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of lost track of it. I just kind of lost it in the sun. Mm -hmm. And then when I went back and I had progressed so far, I didn't know what was happening anymore. So I was. it seems like it's good for a revisit. Even though I know they kind of did that thing that kind of makes me like... A little grumpy? little grumpy where it's like this is about people who aren't superheroes no one likes that let's make one of them a superhero but they they also do the cheesy thing which is good for the fans but also still a little cheesy where they like hint at people that are around or bring in like one or two cameos to be like you remember this person like just to keep you on board and you're like uh this is still the b-list yeah it's kind of funny i mean it's like it's like the same problem I have with Star Wars. Does everyone have to end up having force powers? There you go. Come on. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, we'll get to Star Wars later. But uh, what's interesting about this move also, it means that Disney Plus will now have, this is sort of inside baseball, but it, they're going to incorporate uh, ratings into their stuff for mature audiences, teen audiences. Like oh. it wasn't a thing on Disney Plus. Like yeah, you could right. wa- watch whatever. But now they're at upping their parental controls and their rating system because of stuff like The Punisher, which oh, yeah. isn't for kids, and for Daredevil has has some touchy moments. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that because Disney Plus launched as a nothing over PG-13 
That's it. Thing. And probably what's happening is they're seeing that that business model isn't going to work out there with HBO Max and all those other things. Yep. Doing that, doing whatever they want. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's coming back. So you can uh, you can sort it as you wish, but all those shows will be there. Um, I try to look for updates on Spider-Man No Way Home, thinking that might be part of the trade. It still remains the same as we said last time. Spider-Man No Way Home is probably going to stars in about six months. Stars? What the heck is stars? It's it's Sony owned. So I know, but they're keeping it in Sony's wheelhouse. What the heck is stars, man? It's like there's there's so many. It's getting crazy. Crazy, expensive, confusing. Like. Yeah. But I think they're doing, like, it's the old cable model, like, bring all these channels together and offer them as a package. I'm waiting for somebody to come out and be like, hey, if you pay us 30 bucks, you get Disney, Netflix, and Stars. It's gonna, I don't or think Paramount, gonna, Hulu, I, and I don't think it's going to happen unless a company buys all of them. Oh, that's true. I keep fearing for packages in the future, though. That's, that is a fear of mine. Yeah, I know. Well, everyone said they want a la carte, and now you have a la carte. Now everyone's complaining about a la carte. <laughs> But there's so much good stuff out there. Uh, things that are coming back. Speaking of, of things you can subscribe to and keep up with, uh, Netflix is coming back with Stranger Things Season 4. Finally. It's good. been, what, two years, three been years? Forever. 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 Like, it's been so long, it seems like that show actually came out in the 80s. <laughs> and all those kids are famous and older now. Like, I know. Did they wait too long? We have to wait and see because they haven't really released it. too well, much promo material for it. It is. And uh, the the Duffer Brothers said that they're going to do an age jump. They're not going to be dumb and try and there you go. act like, no, really, they're young. Like kind of happened in Witcher. Yep. Yep. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. Speaking of smart moves and adapting for the future, uh, there is going to be a time jump. They're talking about like... End of high school, getting out of Hawkins, Indiana, so it's not going to be as young, not as, not going to be as centralized. Mm-hmm. The main news that comes with this Stranger Things, what they're just calling Stranger Things 4, like that's their, I guess, working title or final title, uh, it's going to be released in two parts. The first section of it comes out on uh, May 27th of this year, and then a couple weeks later on July 1st is the back half of it. Okay. It's nine episodes which seems really short for such a long hiatus and then coming back that, you know, season should be like 12 mm-hmm. or 22 if you're doing the old model. Mm-hmm. Here's the interesting thing, though. The Duffer Brothers said they wrote 800 pages of script for this season. Okay. If we go by Hollywood rules, 800 pages equals 800 minutes, which is about 13 and a half hours, okay. which is way longer than nine episodes, which means... For each of these sections, we're getting a movie each episode. Each episode should work out to be an hour and a half. Really? Really. Because people were complaining, like, okay, you split it up in two chunks. That's either five on the first half and four at the end, four in the first half, five at the end. But regardless, if each one is movie length, my favorite movie length, 90 minutes, (sighs) this might be epic. I mean, this is kind of a new thing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I didn't know. Where did you find that 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 page math? Oh, that's just that that's a a thing. Uh, I I know that from my friends that are in L.A. trying to do uh, screenplays and oh, writing and stuff. Okay, well, la di da. It wasn't wasn't a humble brag, no. But that is a thing. If you are writing a script, if you a page of your script should be a minute of film. Oh, that is like the rule of thumb. Interesting. I didn't know that. Now you know. 
and knowing is half the battle. Pew, pew, pew. The other half of the battle is bread and blue lasers. <laughs> but yeah, so Stranger Things is coming back. Is Hopper still alive? Uh, we had the Battle of Starcourt. Like, mm-hmm. is Hawkins still a functioning town? Yeah. But as far as I can see, all the reports claim that everybody's coming back. Winona Ryder, David Harbour, uh, all the kids. Everybody's still on board. Millie Bobby Brown, our favorite. But now they're going to be in high school and maybe traveling in the country is the, is the rumor. But movie-length Stranger Things, oh, I'm excited. Uh, you mentioned Witcher earlier. This is my last of the TV show news. So Witcher we love. Witcher is technically, well, loosely based on a video game. Yep. But gets the brownie points of being based on books before that. Yep. This is a TV show based on video game that I don't think has books before it, so maybe this is the thing they do right, but they're doing a God of War TV show. Did you ever play God of War? It's a PlayStation-only game. Yes. And I, well, no, I had a PlayStation 2. Was it on PlayStation 2? Uh, maybe the first one, because there's, there's been a handful of them, but I think yeah. it, it saw its light in th- PlayStation 3 and 4. Oh, okay. See, I'm kind of an Xbox guy, because I love Halo so much. There you go. But I know what it is, but no, I haven't really played it, so that's a, another blind spot for me. I'm intrigued by it because it has so much lore and world building along the lines of a Witcher, mm-hmm. that it's not just like an action video game that has no substance to it. There's actually like a story you can tell within it because uh, for those that don't know, Kratos is the main character and he's this big burly bald guy with war paint on him and he goes and fights like the Greek gods. Mm-hmm. Or if you're playing a different game, he goes and fights the Norse gods or he, he goes to Ragnarok. Like he goes to all the big epic mythology areas. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do that in a TV show, uh, there's elements of the lone wolf and cub story that they're doing in Mandalorian that's in the game as well. And if they tie all that in, it might just be another nerdy, epic fantasy sort of thing we can follow. Yeah, it'd be interesting because uh, that's one of those cutscene movie games, right? Where yes. people have taken out the cutscenes mm-hmm. and just strung them together to make movies. Absolutely. But then that makes you, then you're going to get into the, the forever nerd argument of, are you just going to make a live action version of all the cutscenes? Oh, there you go. Or are you going to do something, something different? different? And people are going to complain either way. <laughs> Probably, yep. You know, you can please some of the people some of the time. Can't please everybody all the yeah, time. There's, there's just so, I don't know. I think we stand as a podcast. Do we stand on the side of do your thing? It's even complex in that argument because we we do stand by do your thing, but we have always done the argument like, have they made good video game media? Yeah, that's true. That does that you know isn't based on books beforehand and all that. Right. Like purely video game, has it worked yet? Right. That I mean, and then someone told me that a Resident Evil might be an argument for that. Mila Jovovich, she's one of my all time favorites. Yeah. So. But I think even that deviated from the games and became its own thing. Right. So, so yeah, it's it's real interesting. So, does that count? Because is there a million of those movies? Oh, there's. I think there's at least four of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it makes me wonder if that one would count as this only successful. But, <laughs> but also, you have to weigh what successful means. There you go. Because I think that when we say successful... We mean like a phenomenon, and the nerds all cheer for it. Right. it. It's not just it doesn't. It's not just that it makes money. Right. But people are like, "Oh, this is awesome! Yeah. They did a great job. They nailed it. Everybody's yeah. happy." Exactly. There's 
applause and cheering. Exactly. Because Resident Evil is really niche even as movie series. Even as video games, for sure. Both, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. But they made four of them, which means they made money. That's true. So, successful on some metric. Yeah. This is purely just an announcement, so there aren't too many details yet. Like, we don't have who's going to play Kratos. I would say Gerard Butler, but we can have have a discussion about that. That's just because I love Gerard Butler. But the things we do know that are positives in its favor is that um, it comes from creators and producers Mark Fergus and Hawk Otsby. They've worked on The Expanse. They've worked Mm. on Wheel of Time. Mm. And they had a hand in that old sci-fi movie Children of Men with Clive Owen. Mm. So that's nerdy pedigree to me that's expertly crafted. So, Hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting. We'll see. Just... Man, it's so sticky. I don't know. They can't. I don't know why they can. But you know what? We're going to see. We're going to see with the Uncharted movie. Exactly. You know, because the thing that we've talked about before is that most of the games that they've made into movies were games where you had a lot more agency in the game. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why people didn't like it. Like you said, it seemed like the Doom game should have been easy to do. Yes. But I think that's because... It didn't have a big, awesome story to it. So I think people were writing stories in their head in a lot of ways, maybe. Okay. Whereas these other ones, like Uncharted and stuff, they do have a story to them. So there is kind of like a lore and a a kind of a framework that you can use. But then at the same time, sometimes they do that and they bastardize it so much that people get angry. There you go. So I don't know. Jeez. I know they're already angry that Sully's not old. Mark Wahlberg is not Sully. Uh, I like Mark Wahlberg, but I haven't seen the movie, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but also Mark Wahlberg is older than you think he is. He's just a ho- he's in Hollywood, so he looks great. There you go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but he's not like just because he's not white haired like in some of the game. And it's supposed to be an origin story too. It's supposed to be at the beginning. So yes, you know we got to start young and then you yeah. mature with the with the characters. Yeah. But this may open the door for more video game media because buried in the end of the article that I was reading about God of War are even less details but mentions uh, they're doing a Twisted Metal TV show. Wait, what? Yeah, based on the old PlayStation game of cars destroying each other. (laughs) I know. Which is said to star Anthony Mackie. They're also doing The Last of Us, which is a PlayStation series with Pedro Pascal. Okay. Netflix is bringing Resident Evil back as a TV show. Okay. And then Paramount Plus is doing Halo. So, like, hmm. we were talking about a fantasy resurgence. Maybe this is a signal that there's going to be at least another attempt at video game resurgence. Yeah. We'll see what they do. Yeah. You know, I think that it might be a good time for this to happen and actually work. Because I think, I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before that the people who made movies before had never really played any video games. Yes. And they were just like, oh, these are popular now. Let's... uh. Let's make let's make movies out of this. Yeah. What oh, Mario Brothers? Yeah. That's real popular, right? Let's make a movie, you know. We got their names, we got the property, let's yeah, throw them together, yeah. see what happens. And that's what I think the problem was and I think that now people making movies are my age. Yep. And as such, they grew up with Ataris and Nintendos and and PC gaming and all that stuff. So so maybe maybe they'll get it cuz I think that's kind of been the thing that happened with also the superhero movies is that before the superhero movies blew mm-hmm. in the seventies and eighties yep. because I think those people didn't really ever read comic books. They were just like, Hey, 
But kids like reading about that, you know, <laughs> stupid man. Let's make a movie. Of course, those Superman movies weren't that bad, but still, they were. They're still kind of, they're kind of campy compared to you know what we have now. Yeah, absolutely, have now for sure. So yeah, maybe we can do it. Maybe we can do it. I believe in you, creators. That's, but let's that's do a, it. That's a positive, valid argument. It's no longer just studio heads that are like, oh, we have this property. Let's make something out of it. It's kids that grew up playing these video games. Mm-hmm. But I still don't know how they're going to do a twisted metal show. Like yeah, that, that's, that's about cars blowing each other up. Yeah, that has no lore really at all, except for the ice cream truck. That's it, Sweet Tooth. Yeah. But what if that's really fun? Oh, I'm so intrigued. Yeah, it's it's real interesting. Like we said, that's like with Doom. You have so much to play with. I think sometimes it gets out of your hands. I get it. You know, there's no restrictions. Sometimes you need restrictions. <laughs> Restrictions are a favorite. It, yeah. it lends to creativity. Mm-hmm. George Lucas prequels. Oh, there you go. But oh, you said George Lucas, so now I got to switch track to my Star Wars nerd alerts. But first, I got to start with trivia because I saw this on Reddit and I, it fascinated me for some reason. Uh oh. So, okay, I'm giving you two movies Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah. And then Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Which one do you think did better at the box office? Oh, um, I'm willing to bet. Let's see. Rogue One came out. Let me answer <laughs> Rise of Skywalker came out. Wait, which one came out after? One of them came, does, did that, when did Solo come out? Rogue One came first. Rogue One came first. And then Rise of Skywalker is the end of the trilogy. Yeah, well, I know that. I'm just trying to... Because the, one of them was hurt by Solo being not as... Or was Solo hurt by... I don't know. I bet you it was Rogue One, though. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One came in at $532 million. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker came in at 515 So not a oh, big spread. That's... But I, I was surprised by that. I don't know why. I wasn't. People had all kinds of problems with the sequels. True. And Rogue One was kind of just like a one-shot, one-off thing that I think had legs because it was... It was good. That's why I brought it up to sort of... I'm, I am biased because I put Rogue One really high on my ice cream chart when we were going through mm-hmm. the non-trilogy movies. Mm-hmm. So I, I bring this up to sort of boast about my pick. Like, <laughs> I was right about Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, now that all that stuff's in the rearview mirror, you know, there's a lot of things that... Some of the stuff that happened with the sequels makes me sad, frankly, because I, like we've said before, I think Carrie Fisher's passing really threw a monkey wrench into what they were trying to do. Absolutely. And just it really really messed everything up i think in a lot of ways they couldn't they were going to do one director for each and they didn't like what the director was doing because it was a mess i'm I'm amazed we got something put out at all with all those people involved it's a shame it's and the thing is too is that they were also under the the microscope of and the shadow of feige and marvel just not just constantly knocking it out of the park. Valid, with, yeah. With something that was so many movies had such a plan, had things that if you watch the first Iron Man movie, the first Iron Man movie, you're gonna see stuff in there that pays off like ten movies later, twelve movies later. Which means they were thinking about that then. Yeah. And our little nerd culture, the tendrils between the different fandoms. Yes, uh, are intertwined in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike they didn't used to be that way. It used to be very separate. There was the very dividing lines between your Star Trek nerd and your Star Wars nerd and your comic book nerd and blah 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 blah. But now 
we're all like mixing together on Reddit and you know, swirling together in these <laughs> fandom conventions that cover all this stuff. Yeah. Where we see like, hey man, how come they can do that over there, but you can't do that over here? Yep. So yeah. A lot of people say do better, but hey man, they put out the Mandalorian and they're really doing good with that. So And Book of Boba Fett, we'll be talking about that in the future, so, yep. but that's getting just as much buzz as the Mando did. So yeah. So I mean we got Obi-Wan coming up, right? Well, speaking of which, that's next on my nerd alerts. Yeah. Uh, we actually, Obi-Wan is coming, but this made me extremely happy. John Williams is doing the theme for it. Oh, wow, because he retired. He, he did like a soft retire, yeah, yeah. He was out of the game. It's been a few years since we've heard his name. Yeah. Wow, pulling that's the, they make one of those like movie phone calls, like, I'm out of the game. Okay, I'm back for one last job. <laughs> we need you, John. Well, spoiler alert for my next dip bit. He's, he's back for two more jobs, but one of them is the Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi theme. There's no word that he's going to score any of the actual like show episode soundtracks, mm -hmm. but the theme is going to be all his. And one of the things I love about Mandalorian that you just mentioned, it's iconic. It's not John Williams, but still you're like, oh, that's Mando. Yeah. So I want to know what John Williams how he hears Obi-Wan, because that's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. I'm excited for Obi-Wan, like, a lot. Oh, you and McGregor's coming back. I know, that's why. Oh. He's one of those, he's one of the actors, and I don't only, here, I'm saying it about a male actor, too. I don't just say this about female actors. I would watch Ewan McGregor drink a cup of coffee and read a newspaper without doing anything else. One of my favorites, like, he has a whole list you can go through, but he did this weird sort of, like, just... I guess B movie, but a life less ordinary with Cameron Diaz. That's just like so random in nineties, but I love that movie mm -hmm. and I love it because of him. Yeah. The second tidbit, second punch to that. John Williams is also coming back to score the movie Indiana Jones five uh, or Indiana Jones five. I, for, I don't know what energy I should use for yeah. that. Well, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to credit one of my boys for saying this. Like, you know, every other Indiana Jones movie is really good. Oh, that's true. So it, so it goes maybe, off and on? Yeah, so maybe this one will be really good. It has a fighting chance. Unfortunately, it's not Spielberg or Lucas. Like, I, I imagine they're going to be there in executive producer roles mm -hmm. because that is their property. Yeah. Um, but the director this time is the is James Mangold, the guy that directed Logan. Oh. See? We just oh. talked about this on a previous podcast. Wow. Huh. If we're talking, okay, so we know Harrison Ford is coming back as Indiana Jones. Yeah. Harrison Ford is super old. Super old. But Love he you, looks Harrison great, though. Looks great. Have you seen the pictures of him playing tennis? He looks great. I don't know what he's doing. He's like 79 years old, right? He's got that Hollywood personal trainer, the yeah, diet, the cook for him. Like, yeah. he's he's great. Yeah, man. Wow. But he's up there. Yeah, I know, I know. And as Indiana Jones, it's hard to be up there when you're Indiana Jones. Right. But if you're being directed by the guy that did Old Man Logan. The old Man Logan, yeah. That throws a wrench in the works. Yeah. There's no details about what the plot is. We don't know if there's a crystal skull coming back. Uh, what we do know is Harrison Ford's coming back. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be there. Mads Mikkelsen, my favorite, is going to be in there as well. Mm -hmm. Toby Jones, Antonio Banderas' name is in oh, this. Interesting. And then there's the only thing they say is there's a reference to a passing of the torch. No Shia LaBeouf? No Shia LaBeouf. That's what I was going to say. That was supposed to be... The torch pass. That was it? Yeah. Because it's Mutt. It's his yeah. son. Like, yeah. why not pass it to him? But right. I haven't seen his name in any of the uh, I know, press releases. I mean, poor Shia has so much of that uh, child actor trauma. And he's got the Hot Queen Phoenix sort of yeah. weird, like, 
outside of Hollywood yeah. life. I really actually like that guy a lot. Very much when so. he's in his I, when he's in his manic state, or I don't know which state to you know. <laughs> I'm with you. But I mean, I pull for. I mean, I know he. A lot of people are like, "What's wrong with you?" But I pull for the guy. He's been through a lot of stuff. Yep. And he's a really good actor. Uh, he's absolutely. Really good and stuff. You know, that's one of those things too. Is where like you say that a lot. Uh, there's a lot of people who are really good actors who have something wrong with their, you know, <laughs> something wrong with the hardware up there sometimes. Some people say that's necessary to make uh, good art, I so know. that's the discussion. I know, but yeah. I'm with you. But the, but of course, that's not, these big properties want someone who's reliable. So yeah, the, the, they're, uh, that's my fear though, is that they're going to just be like, Oh, here's the new Indiana Jones, and it's Tom Holland. No. Yeah, yeah, he's already again. in Uncharted. He can't. Tom Holland again, <laughs> um, with later stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, um, from what I recall, because I really liked Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. From what I recall, Indiana Jones was literally supposed to be born in 1900. So whatever year it is, that's is, how old he is. Okay, so. If that's true, if that's how it... Because I got, like, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles collector cards and stuff. Nice. And I don't know if that's canon, you know, because the lore of Indiana Jones isn't as solid as, like, Star Wars lore. But there's also a twist in there, like, because he drank from the Fountain of Youth and was involved in all these adventures, like, he's also it's, younger. It's like, possible. that you, could, More youthful, at least. Yeah, it's possible. Well, and Harrison Ford is really youthful for a guy his age <laughs> true so but it makes me wonder if they're gonna like set it in like 1970 so he's actually 70 or they're gonna be like yeah can he can play a guy in his 60s so we'll put it in the 60s there you go you know it'll be interesting to see what they do with it i'm a huge fan of indiana jones that's like up there with like my top five stuff including or excluding crystal skull yeah, well, that's the thing is like I my kid was right and it's like the first one is brilliant. Temple of Doom is like it's good, but uh, yeah. the third one is brilliant. Yep. You know, and then the Crystal Skull is like uh, so maybe know, this is setting up for brilliance. There's like there's like little nuggets in those two ones that are uh, there's little nuggets of awesome in those. Yes. But also there's a lot of like whoa, you know. <laughs> Especially the biggest problem with Temple of Doom, go back and watch Temple of Doom. You want to talk about like, like a woman having like no agency or just she just screams. That's it through the entire movie. She's in fear and screaming to the point that Indiana Jones says, "Stop screaming so much." There you go. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we are all going to die. <laughs> but isn't there? Uh, just, uh, we're going on a tangent here, but I love it. Isn't there an also an argument? I don't know if it's the first indie or the third indie, but there is one movie where like he's inconsequential to the plot, like. He does a whole bunch of stuff, but if you take him out of it, like the movie still happens. I'll have uh, to go back and double check that. But yeah, I'm, it might be the it might be. The, hmm. uh, 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 yeah. it, it's in my brain. I'll have to get more details for our next nerd alerts. Yeah. But I'll come back with that. It might be Temple of Doom that you're thinking of. Oh, then maybe. So maybe nobody has any influence. It's yeah. just they're we're watching people go through circumstances. Yeah, I think that that's might funny. Be the one. Okay, that'd be it'd be hilarious if it's for both, like both so. the male and female lead, or just like. But I think, no, I think people talk about the first one being that because they talk about that they would have found it anyway, the Ark anyway. Yeah. No, it is the first one. Okay, yeah. Because they would have found the Ark anyway and opened it up and all melted so nothing would have happened. There you go. So, yeah. It's it's a funny way of looking at it. 
but no, whatever. <laughs> it's Indiana Jones. He's super cool. It's great. I know. And he's coming back. Harrison Ford's coming back. They're passing the torch in some fashion. Maybe they're keeping Shia LaBeouf's name out of it because they want it to be a surprise. A surprise, he... maybe. Yeah, I really, I would love that because again, I pull for that guy. I know people make fun of him and think he's weird, and he gives this kind of performance arty stuff. And he was a highlight in Crystal know, Skull, though. I, so. I bought him as Mutt as yeah, his son. No, totally. I mean, I buy him. I've never seen him in anything where I didn't like what he was doing. Freaking pulled one of his. Didn't he pull one of his teeth out for that Fury? Fury? Yeah, for the World War II movie because he wanted to experience like what it was like with bad dental stuff. <sighs> oh That's method. God. Oh my god, that's See? crazy. Yeah. But it's method. <laughs> no. He's crazy, but I, I kind of love it. Peanut Butter Falcon. Great movie. That movie is good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm with you. We, we can we can high five on Shia LaBeouf. Hopefully he shows up in the next one. But we got until oh, late uh, June, maybe, for Indiana Jones is the loose schedule. So we'll find out this summer. And I still like to go back and watch Even Stevens, even though I know it's it's what broke him. But still. <laughs> That's the Disney actor curse, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people we love, this is for you. Oh. Dua Lipa. We were talking about her on our last episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you picked her for your album, your your Eight Slice Extravaganza. Yeah, eight Slice album. Uh, she's making her crossover to Halloween movies. She's going to be oh, an actress. Oh, of course she is. How uh, can you? She, she cannot be stopped. And they're putting her against one of another one of our favorites. She's going to be opposite of Henry Cavill in a what? movie called Argyle. Dua Lipa and Henry Cavill. There it is, The Witcher and. Uh, oh my god! Oh, I don't know what nickname to give Dua Lipa. I don't know, but they need to make babies. <laughs> Those would be the most powerful creatures on the planet. It'd be too powerful. <laughs> Uh, Argyle is coming to Apple. It, it is an Apple production. They announced it at their March event that just happened, so go watch that. There's a couple what other... Is, what is Argyle? Uh, Argyle is... It's based on a book that hasn't come out yet by an what? author that hasn't written anything. So that's, what? That's the weird part. Wait, 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 wait. They're making a movie of a book that hasn't come out by someone who hasn't written anything. It sounds like... It sounds like... Nothing exists. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks, maybe? That's the hesitancy. But, That's crazy. Uh, internet rumor is that this is a pseudonym for a previously established author that's sort of just doing a, its own tangent because this is a spy movie. This is a spy thriller. James Bond light, maybe you could say. Uh, Henry Cavill, we've seen him in Man from Uncle. We know he can play a spy, so mm-hmm. it's also coming from the director Matthew Vaughn. So, regardless of source material, Matthew Vaughn is responsible for the Kingsman series. Oh, Kick Ass. Oh, and X Men First Class. Oh. so nerd pedigree established. I would wow. say for Matthew Vaughn. Nice. Okay, color me excited. I don't know how I'm going to get it on that Apple thing. <laughs> Do the free trial. That's what everybody does. Cancel it, and then they'll invite you back for a discount, and then you can go. Okay, yeah. But not only do we have Henry Cavill, who we love, Dua Lipa, who we love, but uh, the list of names in this press release, Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, John Cena, Samuel L. Jackson, Rob Delaney, and Dua Lipa shows up at the end again, but... Those are some heavy-hitting names. Wow. For a spy movie that really the only tagline is that apparently he suffers from amnesia, and when he comes to, he thinks that he's a novelist for spy novels. So it's, I don't know if it's meta or like Inception type stuff. It's like Born Identity mixed with Castle. And a little bit of Get Smart. Yeah. (laughs) 
Castles? Oh, that's a good reference. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. he's researching it, but then yeah. he ends up being like part of the world. Yeah. Maybe that's what Henry Cavill does. That's a great show, everybody. We haven't talked about it a lot because it's kind of mainstream, but it has the captain in it. So Nathan Fillion, yeah. one of his fine, he does a great job. Yeah, that's a great show. So yeah, Argyle announced at the Apple March event that just happened, but no release date as of yet. But with that many names and that sort of yeah, synopsis, means it's at least in production. So man, Henry Cavill is like blazing hot right now, as he should be. Oh, yeah. he's killing it in Witcher. And Dua Lipa is going to act. Well, I mean, she does act. I mean, she does. Any singer who does big videos and stage performances like she did, that's acting. Uh, my hackles did come up a little bit about, like, the pop star trying to be in movies because that, you know, that's a trendy thing that's, like... That's happened forever, though. That goes back to Barbara Streisand. I get it. And uh, it, for me, that's hit or miss. But to your point, Dua Lipa's music videos are very good and they are very theatrical, and I think she can carry it. So. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm sure this is just a toe-in-the-water type part, too. But you're going up against Henry Cavill. Know, you got to right? bring your A game. It's true. Maybe she'll be like the femme fatale. Ooh. Ooh. The dame walked into my office with, with two stems and a <laughs> nice smile. It was rainy Tuesday, and I could see that as I could see her as that, though. Definitely. So, yeah, look out for Argyle. And then to end on a silly note... Go as check we it, do. As we do. Go check it out. We talked about this last time, another update for our nerd alerts, but Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al. Yeah. The fun part about the update is that they've now put him in costume and put out the, like, press. The, well, they have where? Let me see it. The promo photos. What am I looking <laughs> at? Oh, my gosh. That is Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. Oh, my gosh. It seems like it's on the right track because right off the bat oh, you see. the mustache and the curly hair. Playing an accordion? With the glasses? The glasses, but his head's down, so it's hard to tell what's going on. But jeez Louise, wow, Daniel Radcliffe, dude. I mean, we said it before, but man, he will take some risks. Absolutely. This is a huge risk. But it also made me realize like how iconic Weird Al looks. Like We know his songs, we know his persona, mm -hmm. but I looked at that picture, I was like, oh, that's Weird Al, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's also Daniel Radcliffe. Like, that's the outfit, the Hawaiian shirt, the mustache, like you're saying. Looks like it's straight out of UHF. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm really excited. Like I said, I'm a huge Weird Al fan. Yep. And I'm just excited to see. There's so many ways you can go with doing a Weird Al biopic. Biopic. Bio, what did we decide? <laughs> we didn't, but. No. <laughs> um, I say biopic. I say biopic, too. There's so many ways you can go because I think of the Elton John one that he did. Oh, Rocket Man, Edgerton, yeah, yeah, and how that was it, it had very fantasy it had fantasy elements in it. It went fantasy a lot of times, absolutely. So it wasn't just you know a straight up this happened, this happened, this happened. I mean, there was times where he was like literally like floating while he was playing the piano. And that, in the, I think that's too, you know, that was like what I was feeling at the time. Gotcha. Type thing, mm -hmm. which I get. It's very artistic. I like it. it makes sense. Come from Elton John, Weird Al. He has that whole silly meta thing going on, and it makes me wonder if this is just going to be straight up by the numbers. This is what happened to me, or if he's going to go cuckoo meta with it. I hope it's this. I hope you it's the latter. I mean? Yeah, like like like. Hey, like I know this is Harry Potter being me right now <laughs> type stuff. You know, I think I think they'll do a smart combination of both. Like it will be VH1 behind the music, but 
in between like the serious like and then this happened they'll do the like he floats into space and then does like eat it or like yeah, you I know mean, it's a gonna, weird out song it's gonna be it's gonna be so interesting because i can see a million ways because i watched everything weird Al's done uhf and then he had that tv saturday wasn't it a saturday morning show that he had he had a weird Al show i don't know if yeah, it was kind of like a peewee show it was like a yeah, peewee show yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to consume everything that Weird Al. I try to eat it. That's it. <laughs> consume everything that he's ever done. That's iconic. I, I thought I was done with Weird Al, and then he came back with White and Nerdy, and I just kept rolling with that I stuff. Know, like right? you thought he was an '80s '90s like novelty dude, still no. going. I mean, um, weirdly, <laughs> weirdly, in my kids' generation, yes, Amish Paradise. Oh, is yeah. a huge hit. I mean, if you go to YouTube and look at the numbers on Amish Paradise, I would say half of those millions of views are like kids under twenty. That's crazy. Okay, they like know all the words, and but they don't have the reference because that's an old Coolio song. If they do have the reference, I I support them and I salute them. But no, they do. They YouTube has the old Coolio video, that's... so they go and look at it. Oh, that that's back in my wheelhouse. That's and crazy. They... Here's a, here's a tidbit. I'm putting this on the podcast. Go for it. I hope the boys listen to this. They they know a kid who who thought Weird Al was an original artist and oh. didn't realize those were parody songs. That happens to the best of us. <laughs> I'm sorry to that poor kid. But yeah, that happens. Like, oh yeah, these original songs. It's like, nope. <laughs> Slowly roll. But then his mind gets blown and he gets to go back and discover yeah, all those originals. So that's awesome. It's but it's, it's so funny to me. So funny. It's so funny to me. I bring up Daniel Radcliffe for one last tidbit. Reddit put this in my brain and I couldn't stop thinking about this thought experiment. Daniel Radcliffe as the next Wolverine. Yay or nay? No. No? No. I mean, it was uh, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, I thought so at first. So here's here's I'll I'll Put an argument before you. I thought so at first because you think Harry Potter. But now we're talking about Daniel Radcliffe, who got jacked for Broadway. He did, like, shirtless scenes on Broadway yeah. in stage. Mm -hmm. He's got the hair. He's got the look. And he's old enough now. Like, he is Wolverine age in real life. Yeah, not, but in, not in Hollywood life. Even when they first did Hugh Jackman, I didn't like that either. I get it. He eventually proved himself. But, I mean, to me, um, Wolverine's supposed to be like a fire plug. You know, he's supposed to be like short and wide i get it and that's why when they they had hugh jackman i was like ah. and he got like super built for it but he's i don't know if they kind of shot him to seem like he was a little stouter than he actually is yeah yeah he's only supposed to be like five three or yeah, something he's supposed to be really small tiny little badger guy like a wolverine yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean yeah i guess they might be able to do it like I said, it was a thought experiment. There's nothing confirming any of this. No. This comes from the internet, but I saw it and I was like, hmm, and it caused me to think for a minute. So you know what they're doing? They're doing so much like casting in the way that like we have to cast a person who is this to be to play this. I got you right. So we had an Australian guy doing it. Now you want now I'm talking about British? Guy. No, you need to find an awesome Canadian actor. There, there you go. He's supposed to be Canadian, right? Absolutely. So that's. Let's get some awesome Canadian actor. Don't say Ryan Reynolds, though. No, he's <laughs> Deadpool already. He owns that. He owns that. Oh, now I got to go. Okay, so I, I'm with you. Absolutely. Get a Canadian, make it authentic. But now I got to go research my Canadian actors and come back with some options for yeah, you. Yeah, some, 
some Canadian, some stout Canadian actors. Or if our listeners are versed in Canadian uh, film and cinema, it's let us probably know. Probably like half of them. It's surprising how many Canadians are in Hollywood. All all the funny people you love, yeah. half of them are Canadian. Nathan Fillion, who we just mentioned, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah, that's it. William Shatner. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I went all the way back there, but still, he is because he's from Canada. <laughs> And is and according to Adam Sandler, isn't he partially Jewish? Oh, of course, to the song, yes, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think I think it's on. I don't think it's on the uh, whatever the official side is. I think it's his mom instead of his dad, or yeah. it's his dad instead of its mom. However, it's supposed to be. But yes, the Hanukkah song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you think of any Canadian Wolverine actors, let us know. Yes. So that is Nerd Alerts. We're going to close up the feed. (laughs) Tune in next time. (laughs) Tune in next time for more Nerd Alerts. Uh, We do it every month. And if you have any nerdy news, we want to know it. Absolutely. Let us know. Hit us up on all our socials at AssumingPod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mostly Instagram because it has pictures, and pictures are fun. You can also Gmail us, assumingpositions at gmail.com. I always ask Mikey. How would you like the Gmail for Nerd Alerts formatted? Uh, I don't think I can request you to bundle it up and throw it at my front door like a paperboy, but... Um, <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Print out your email, come by my apartment, <laughs> throw it at my front door like a paperboy. Extra, extra. Make extra, me read it. Extra, extra. Here's a Canadian actor who should be playing Wolverine. Oh, I want to know. Give me all those options. <laughs> we want to thank you guys so much for listening, and we also want to ask you to like, share, anywhere you listen to this. Go there, rate us five stars, all the thumbs, all the numbers. It really helps us out a lot. Share it with your friends. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't listen to podcasts, grab, like, if they have Spotify or something, grab their phone and just, like, just hit subscribe. Subscribe to it. They don't have to listen to it as long as they're subscribed. It's good. There you go. It's good. We'll game some ship over here. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We love all you. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott Productions for our equipment, Jazza for our music, and we hope you guys have a great and nerdy week. We will see you next week. Alerts. <laughs> 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 <laughs>